Hello and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to indigenous artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of CANA, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our indigenous community from around the region and country. I want to introduce you to Caitlin Jones. Caitlin is a Diné artist from New Mexico, now attending the Institute of American Indian Arts. She's entering her junior year and is excited to continue her studies as a BFA major with a focus on painting. She's just completed her first year as a counselor for the Oscar Hausmer Art Institute after attending the program for three years as a student. After graduating, Caitlin plans to pursue an MFA so she can begin teaching to a younger generation of artists on her reservation and create more community art. Her own work focuses on combining aspects of her contemporary indigenous identity with the past in hopes to better representing her peers. So let's jump into this conversation with Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us at Five Plane Questions. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's great having you here. Uh, would you be able to introduce yourself, uh, talk about your background and where you're from? Yes, of course. Um, I'll introduce myself in Diné. So, Yate Shake Do Shidine Shae Caitlin Jones Jingsha Nakaidine Anishle Patani Bashishin Tatna Sunny Dashache Tlashe Dashinale Akotego Diné Ted Nishle. So that just basically introduced myself in my language, Diné, more commonly known as Navajo, but we consider ourselves our own name, Diné, which means the people. So when you introduce yourself in Navajo, you're also introducing like your maternal clans and your paternal clans. So you introduce your mom's clan, your grandpa's clan, and then your um, dad's clan, and then your Nully's clan. So that's your um, ma- paternal um, yeah, grandmother. So that's generally the whole thing. And that's how we are able to like develop relationships. But that was my introduction. Um, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm currently attending the Institute of American Indian Arts. I'll be entering my third year. So I'll be a junior, I believe. And for me, I was my first year I attended was at UNM. So I got I was attending UNM for a while. And then I just didn't really like the environment there. So I decided to um, transfer to II. So I'm very excited about that. I think it's a really cool uh, transition as well as like, you know, um, leaving Albuquerque for the first time really and going to Santa Fe. But everyone I've told about, I I have been excited about it. Like, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be so fun because this will be my first year on campus because um, the year I transferred was also the year 2020 during the pandemic. So I wasn't able to be on campus, but I was able to already be familiar with like a lot of the students because I think we're all in the same age range, but that's my introduction. That's like where I come from. And yeah, it's great to be here. So we, um, we were in this, uh, the summer art Institute, uh, this, just this last month now, the Oscar Summer art Institute. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you were accepted into this program and that experience for you? The summer art Institute here in, uh, Vermilion. I -hmm. was told about the program in about, 10th grade by my art teacher she had found the she had found it through an email or a teacher listing and a lot of people I guess they were encouraging more people from outside communities to come into that Oscar Howe during that time so I think she heard about it from there and then she encouraged me to attend it because I was definitely the like weird art kid that was like staying late and having dinners with her and hanging out with her 
and so she definitely saw a lot of like potential in my art and she pushed me a, a lot further than I think I would have thought I could go especially since a lot of my other teachers were telling me a lot of things about II and going to art school and be like well you can do better like you know your grades are good so like do better than that so she definitely encouraged me a lot so her name is Tia Hallgood I use her as my reference all the time for a lot of things she's so sweet but um, I, it was mainly just her helping me with my portfolio, figuring out what I needed, and then sending it off. And I didn't really think I would get in, but then they accepted me. And it was so insane because I didn't really think I would get in. I was very intimidated by other people's art. So I got in and I was very, like, I didn't want to do it because I knew it would be, like, very far from home. Like, it's 900, over 900 miles from, like, Vermilion to Albuquerque. So I didn't really want to go. And then my mom, I told my mom I got accepted. And my whole family was like, you have to go. You need to go. You need to see other natives that like art like you. Like, you know, because I was really the, my high school was small. So, like, I didn't really have a lot of, like, people to connect to with art. A lot of them were just kind of doing their own things, which is great, of course. But like I didn't really have anyone to like mentor or like knew a lot about it at first. So definitely getting accepted encouraged me. And then as well as like my mom just being like, you have to go. We're going to go. So she said she saved up and she drove us all the way up here and dropped me off. And I remember like the dinner like scared the crap out of me because that's how, you know, you see the counselors, you see all the other kids and their families. And I was so scared and I like cried. And my mom left and all this stuff. I was very I, I got scared for like a long time. And then I eventually I figured my mom was like, you just like, you know, you're going to be with other kids like you. So that was really like the first time I was away from home, like very far away from home at like 16. So it freaked me out. But I really enjoyed the time I had there because like Keith was still there. So he was very present a lot of times. And he was definitely like, oh, because there were some other girls who were Navajo, too. So I thought that was pretty cool. I got to hang out with them a lot, but I mainly made friends with people like that were native to around here. So I made friends with like Bree Green, Sydney, um, Ethan Tassa, who was a counselor for like after he graduated. So I made a lot of friends and I still like have a really strong bond with a lot of those people that I met my first year. And I still like have a lot of um, artists that I talked to that, that were mentors like Paul Highhorse, like all these artists. I remember it was a really good experience. And like Especially like Corey was very encouraging. He was like, it'll be okay. You'll be fine. So like you'll make friends. And I did make friends. So like it was really amazing. It was a great opportunity. And it definitely helped prepare me for college classes, especially when it comes to like fine arts college classes, because I already knew what to do, and what to focus on. So like it definitely gave me it made me feel like I had a jump, like a jump start on a lot of people, because I feel like for a lot of people, when they enter college, it's just kind of like especially art college, they get very confused about the curriculum and everything. But I feel like, especially with like Keith's previous experience in like teaching, he definitely helped me prepare for like how art school would be. So I really appreciate the opportunities that they like continue to give me because I also have like Corey and Keith writing me references sometimes. And I really appreciate the connections I've built. And like, I wouldn't have met Tyler without like the Institute. So I think it was a great opportunity for me. Yeah, hearing you talk about uh, when your parents left, um, I was 15 when I first came to the institute, and we were over at the North Complex, the dorms. Uh, and I remember when my parent, they, I watched my parents drive off, and I was fine until I couldn't see him anymore. And then it hit me; I was like, "Oh, I'm really alone here." And I was just like, "Oh, how am I going to do this?" And of course, it turned out to be fine. It was great. Yeah. But yeah, a couple of years later, I think I was a senior in high school. So the Oscar Howe Institute was my only art education in high school. I didn't have high school art. Yeah. And so I just had the two weeks every summer. And my last summer, Corey was my counselor that year. So um, 
little history there. Uh, <laughs> Corey was my counselor at one point. So I'm going to use that against him one of these days. I'm going to ask him what it was like to be a counselor. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, the poor guy. He's been here for so long now. Um, <laughs> but he's perfect for the program. He's, he's such a huge advocate. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your influences? Oh, my influences? Mostly a lot from my like community. So being surrounded by a lot of Diné, like, you know, Diné Nation, Vegas Reservation. But like going home a lot has influenced me because I remember a lot of my like childhood memories include like my grandma and my cousins growing up. So a lot of the times I just think back to that. But mostly when it comes to art, I think about um, Chanteau Begay. He's a really awesome painter. I was so scared the first time I met him. I met him at the Santa Fe Indian Market like in 2016 I think and I was so shy to meet him because he's so talented he does these amazing acrylic paintings and he's just like so talented but he's super chill he was super humble and he didn't really think that much about himself and I was just like you know I look up to you like I look at your paintings a lot and Oscar Howe definitely was a big influence um uh Henry Penn I believe the watercolor painter that was like a protege to Oscar Howe I'm blanking on his name, but I know that you talked about him a little bit. Oh, Robert Penn. Yeah, Robert Penn. Yeah. Whenever I get the opportunity to come up here and look at his works, I'm always just like in awe because I really like watercolor painting. But mostly a lot of things come down to like my outside influences, like my peers. So I had like a really big Tumblr phase when I was younger. So I was just looking at like, you know, the generic Tumblr artists that were popular at the time and also like Instagram and a lot of Instagram artists influenced my work. But Mostly now these days, like my peers, like my native, um, my Diné peers on Instagram that paint, like Art by Tamara, Kay Haven Art, like those type of artists really influence me as well as like, you know, my fellow counselors like Tyler, Liz, Ethan all influence my art a lot, especially like the way that Tyler carries himself or like the way that Ethan carries himself, because I don't really follow a lot of non-native artists. So it's really interesting to like see how he presents his art and how he's, you know, communicating his message to the world. But definitely it comes down to like Shanta Begay, Oscar Howe. Like I try to focus mostly on like native artists more so than like more contemporary, I guess. But I really do want to get into more contemporary artists eventually that are like not outside of like this um, native art community that I found myself in. But I really enjoy looking at their pieces. So you are in your, um, you'll be starting your junior year at IAIA. Yes. Okay. Um, looking forward 10, 15, 20 years, uh, where, where do you see yourself or where would you like to be? In 10 to 20 years? Yeah. Let's say 10 years. Let's, let's, that's a, 20 years is a big difference, but yeah, 10 years for sure. Um, I hopefully will be on my way to getting my MFA if I have not already gotten my MFA because I really do want to push myself to a point where I can actually have like a teaching job on the reservation because I do want to focus on like art therapy as well as like creating more art programs because one of the main things I'm really interested in while attending II is figuring out how to develop like a similar program like Oscar Howe down south because there's not really that many and I know II offers like a shadow program but that's only for two days so I think it would be more interesting to have it be longer if possible but I went to their shadow program and I enjoyed it, but I would have enjoyed it if it would have been similar to like Oscar Howe, like a little bit longer, just to develop an understanding of like what college life could possibly be like. So 
eventually I do want to be able to get my MFA and be developing my career in a way that's like more focused on community art than just my own. Because as much as I love like creating my own pieces and being in my own world, I would also love to have a similar effect that a lot of community artists had on me. So in my like high school, we had to have interns, internships a lot of the time. So I interned with a artist named Joseph Arno and he helped me a lot. He, I was one of his like teacher assistants. So we were focusing on creating like a big mural and he really helped teach me how to like interact and like how to develop a teaching plan. So I really look up to him a lot when it comes to teaching community pro programs in Albuquerque. So definitely that's like the path I want to take in the future. How about um, opportunities? Uh, how have opportunities pre presented themselves to you or how have you seeked, sought opportunities? Mainly just by community, to be honest. Like I'm very fortunate to have like so many supporters and so many like people that I've connected with over the years that I'm so thankful for because a lot of times people will like reach out to me and ask me like can you do this or are you interested in this and things like that and I think that kind of speaks to a lot of indigenous art communities like a lot of relatives just looking out for you and being like I thought of you and I saw this or all this stuff like a lot of times I just find opportunities through social media or people reach out to me and ask me questions about my art and they say can I commission you for this or do this but most of the time I am actively trying to search for those opportunities through like emails or social media. It's mostly social media that I find a lot of my opportunities, to be honest, mm -hmm. and building that those social connections with other artists because sometimes they reach out to me and ask me like, can you be a part of this or do you want to be a part of this? So that's usually how I go about it. It's not the most official way to do it, but it's been working so far. So I'll definitely like need, I am definitely looking into like joining more like, um, markets and like little art competitions like I know that Henry and Keith were suggesting that I like enter for the Red Cloud Indian Art Show I believe mm -hmm. so yeah. Keith was definitely um, reminding me that I do I should and be actively uh, promoting myself through like Santa Fe um, Indian Art Fair and all this stuff so I'll be looking to those this coming year because of the pandemic really kind of just affected like my because I had a whole list of things that I wanted to do and then the pandemic kind of just like pushed it back so Definitely need to renew that part of my career, like more professional. Yeah, I agree. Um, the pandemic, the pandemic was a strange mix of things where it seemed like it created a lot of opportunities, but it also suspended a lot of things as well. Um, some of the artistic things I wanted to be a part of um, vanished or got paused and then went away. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah I, I definitely feel that. Um, no, and I, I think I think as far as seeking opportunities. Um, one of the key things are is to develop networks, you know, uh, develop those relationships between artists because when things pop up, they're going to think of their friends to say, hey, uh, I saw this and I thought of you, you know, as opposed to looking in, um, looking online, which which is a great way of doing things. But a lot of times it's, it's who you know, you know, and that's uh, kind of a secret to a lot of people's success, um, especially at my point, my stage in life where, um, as opportunities come up, you know, we put it out there, but also I have friends and like, I kind of give them a heads up like, hey, this is going on, you know, maybe you should take a look at this or I've heard about this and I'll send it out to people um, and vice versa. So yeah, networking is, is sort of a key to success for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other question is, um, what, what advice would you give um, 
the high schooler that's listening to this, you know, you know they're maybe not college yet. Uh, yeah, I guess what, what advice would you give a teenager and a high schooler that would be listening to this? I would just say to persevere a lot of the times and also build a following on social media if you can, because for myself and what I've seen for my like um, people in my generation, a lot of the times social media is like a very big component to like promoting yourself as an artist. And as much like you can just build yourself up a lot of times and eventually the opportunities will find you like galleries will be interested in you and other investors will be interested in your work. And even if you don't like your work, particularly at this time, especially at such a young age, it'll, if you just keep going at it, it'll blossom into eventually what you want it to be. Because I remember being in high school, I did not like my work at all. And I went through so many phases in my art and it changed and the subject changed and all these things happened and I was overwhelmed and I was thinking so hard about everything when literally anything that I wanted to create, like I've, now I'm that I'm older and I'm, I'm entering my like third year. I'm just kind of like so stunned at the amount of creativity I had at such a young age. Like I look at my old sketchbooks and I find things that I still love. And I, I remember thinking that they were awful. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I wish I still had that amount of like drive and creativity. Like mm -hmm. I do, but like not at that point where I was so much younger and I was just drawing every day, like pages, like all the teenage angst and everything. But, um, I really think that it's just more about perseverance and like remembering why you want to do it. Like, why do you want to create? Why do you want to like keep going further? What like what do you want to share? What do you want to document? Like for me personally, I figured out that I want to document a lot of like stories, stories that were told to me as a young child. Like, you know, just stories about the coyotes, stories about horned toads, like, you know, just things that were like affected me personally, because. I think that documenting parts of my culture is like definitely something that I should be focusing on as a Diné person, as a Diné woman. That's like one of the things I want to focus on. And it makes like my elders happy when they see my work. Like that, that's how I want them to feel. I want them to feel represented. Like, you know, because a lot of people are just like, you know, those are stories and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but we can make them cool for younger generations. So they, they know, like they keep an interest in it. So that's mainly what I want to do. But like, of course, other kids and other teenagers will find something else that inspires them. And, you know, you don't always have to like be following a traditional style of art to be like, you know, considered successful or like to have great work. Because I feel like for a lot of indigenous artists, they like, especially contemporary indigenous artists, they put themselves in this box that was like, and this is why Oscar Howe was like one of my main influences, because he really spoke about what makes indigenous art, what makes Indian art is just like the fact that you're Indian, like that you identify with it, you grew up here. And I think a lot of the times galleries and elders like tell us these things and they say, you can't paint that, you can't do that. But like, I'm still actively trying to include contemporary aspects of like my peers in my work. So like, I try to add like little band shirts or little things that like are not considered traditional, just like in the way that I present myself. Like I try to figure out how to combine things, but overall it's just like you don't have to put yourself in a box to be called to be calling yourself an indigenous artist at all so it's not very it's it seems limiting especially when elders are actively like fighting against you or trying to like silence you especially as a contemporary youth but you can still be contemporary and still be indigenous like it's that simple to be honest but i feel like we complicated it a lot of times so that's what I would say. I would just say keep going, keep driving, keep building up your friendships, keep taking opportunities from adults because a lot of adults want to look out for you and they do want to reach out for you and take all the opportunities you can take like the Oscar Howe Art Institute or extra time drawing or, you know, drawing in math class always hits different a lot of times. But um, yeah, I think that's all I really have to say 
to a younger version or to younger people. It's just like, you know, keep pushing, keep breaking boundaries, you know? No, that's great. Um, I think I presented this to your group a couple of years ago, but at the Plains Art Museum in our collection, my favorite piece is a painting by Fritz Scholder, who was a contemporary of Oscar Howe. And he painted this orange tabby cat. And it's just a silly little painting of a cat smiling. And it's, you know, the, the question had come up, well, how, how would you classify this? And I said, it's, it's Native American art. It's Indian art. It's because it was created by Fritz Scholder. You know, you don't have to, in fact, it's a, um, it's a name of an exhibition a few years ago, but you don't have to put a feather in it. You know, uh, we don't have to stick to those, um, those old ways of thinking. We, we own what we do. And so, um, if you paint something, you create something that's, that's indigenous work. And we, we, we have control of that narrative, however that is. Yeah. So, um, where can, where can the listener find you on social media, find your work? Um, where can they follow you at? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and I have my own website, but it's Hojo K. So H O Z O or H O Z H O and then Kate. So K A I T. So that's where you can find me. All my social medias are that link. So, and I have a website with hojoalk.com. So you can look up my art. I have my portfolio on there, pieces I've sold. And yeah, I'm always down to have contact with like people. So if you want to reach out to me, that's fine. I think it's, it's great to have your portfolio on there uh, because, you know, one thing I found um, in my experience is that oftentimes opportunities will pop up and someone will say, hey, um, I'm looking for something. Uh, do you have a portfolio? And often people, um, some, especially young artists, will say, well, I got one. Just give me a little bit of time. I'll get something together. Let me put something. If you already have it on the website, you're, you're way ahead of the game already. So it's always good to have a portfolio ready to go for someone to see. So, yeah. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for your time. This was really great. Uh, it was great connecting with you again uh, a couple weeks ago with the, the program. And I look forward to the next time. Well, it's nice to meet you too, and I'll say goodbye in my language. Hagonet. And that does it for this episode of Five Plain Questions. I want to thank Kaylin again for her time and sharing her story with us. It's it's great meeting young leaders like this who have taken on this 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 heavy role of of being a peer leader uh, with with youth who aren't that much younger than she is. And I mean, having done this uh, back in the 90s, I can fully appreciate how, how big of a, uh, a role this is to step into and how much courage and initiative a person has to have to be able to do this. So I appreciate the hard work that she's doing. And I look forward to the career that is ahead of her. Uh, she has demonstrated that she has the, the ability and the determination to do this. And so I really look forward to what's coming next for her. So uh, Caitlin, uh, best of luck. I want to thank you for joining us and spending your time listening to what I feel is a very important story and perspective from our community. So please join us next week as we speak with another incredible person. I'm Joe Williams. You can find me on Kiana, that's C-A-N-A-A, Creativity Among Native American Artists, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and at the plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, our past videos, and these podcasts. 
One quick programming note for the Plains Art Museum. Uh, currently, we still have three indigenous exhibitions at, at the Plains Art, uh, which is a first for the organization. Uh, we have Roger Brewer's Things I Remember exhibition at the, the first floor atrium there as you walk in. We have Laura Youngbird's Bias, uh, which is on the, the first floor of the Creativity Center. And then we have the, the, the Northern Plains Smart Art Institute student staff exhibition on the third floor of the creativity center uh it's all of it's amazing as of this recording it's the summer of 2021 uh this is going to be your chance to come in to see three indigenous exhibitions at a museum like this in fargo uh, really in the midwest so take the opportunity time is running short on some of these exhibitions so please come on down if you have a suggestion for someone for me to interview please look us up on social media message me i'd really like to hear from you all right that's it take care and we will see you next week